Well, I texted you earlier today before coming out here. Yeah. And I was like, hey, you ready to talk about faith today? Yeah. Yeah. And you were like, well, I have faith that I will be ready to talk about faith. (laughs) Well, but it was kind of true, though, because I had forgotten that we were going to be doing it today. Oh, you did? Until I texted you this morning? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, no, I mean, I remembered a little bit earlier before you texted me. Right. But it was this morning. But, you know, fortuitously, or maybe it was not luck, but, you know, inspiration of some kind. I did study a little bit more on faith yesterday. Like, you know, I've I've kind of stepped away from that topic. I don't know about you, but do you find that you kind of... You study a certain topic for a while, right? And then you, you kind of—I don't know—I don't really get bored with it, but like, I may feel like I've exhausted it a little bit, and right. and I want to, I move on to something else. Mm-hmm. And that's how it was with faith. So I studied faith for a long time. Well, you—I remember. I don't know if you remember. I'm sure you do remember. But you kind of wrote a book at one point <laughs> on faith, and <laughs> I, I wanted to go back and remember that. Do you remember that? Barely. Yeah. I didn't. It wasn't that long. So, and don't book, say like you wrote a book as though <laughs> it's like, published and everything. Yeah, I mean, I wrote down like a lot of stuff you've learned about in faith. the form of a book. Right, right. And then, um, and then, yeah, stuff I learned about faith. But I did submit it to a a publisher, and then and they were like, "This isn't what we're looking for." <laughs> so, right. which is fine. It well, it wasn't nearly good enough. Right. If I'm being honest, which is fine. It just means that it would take it, a little bit of work. work. Yeah. yeah. So. Which I might go back to at some point. And and I'm by no means any kind of expert on faith. Do you remember certainly. what you named it? I'm trying to remember. I think I named it Doubting Nothing. That's what I think too. Oh, did we want to give a shout out, a thank you? Oh, yeah, we were going to do that, huh? Yeah, we, let's do that before we start. All right, well, we, we get messages at times uh, on social media or email or wherever, and we were going to... Maybe every now and then give shout outs to people. Sure, yeah. Um, and we got a, a very kind message from, from Michelle, and uh, she sent us in a message, said she's been enjoying the podcast. And yeah, so we just wanted to give a shout out to Michelle and thank her for yeah. shooting us a, a kind message. And yeah, uh, we're grateful for all of our listeners that, that listen. And I mean, this is like we've said in the past, it's beneficial to us to, yeah, to have yeah, these conversations, and it really helps me out. And so, if it's helping other people, that's great. And we'd love to hear from you. And yeah, that's, I mean, that's the, for me, I think that's the key. And, and I probably for you too, is just that we're by no means like any kind of authority or expert on any of the subjects that we talk about. We, we're learning right. just as much, if not more than, than someone else who might be listening. And so, but if, if it is beneficial for somebody else to hear what we have to say or to hear our, um, thoughts on how, you know, how we learn and what we learn and stuff, then, then that is just the coolest. And that's really, I think one of the main purposes of this podcast is if by chance we can help or aid anyone in any way, then that's what we would love to do. And then it gives us a forum to just like explore ideas. Right. Right. And, And I, I learn really well by exploration and, you know, analyzing and whatever. So, and, and, conversing about right. that so so yeah thanks to michelle yes thank um, you yeah if if anyone you know one thing that, that really helps us out if if you want um to write some comment for us uh, you can do it right on itunes as well mm-hmm. in the review section for our podcast and yeah. that really helps others you know find it find the podcast and then be able to read what other listeners like you have to say about it so that really helps so if you have a second yeah uh, hop on over to iTunes. You can do it right from your phone or you can do it on the yeah. computer on iTunes and write us a review. Because that's how they kind of, I don't know, like ranking is the right word, but that right. that's how they, they how things be, gain relevance in right. in the in the podcasting world is from reviews. Right, and right. ratings and, and ratings, stuff. So. Yeah. so yeah, we'd appreciate it. But yeah. we're going to hop in and right now and talk yeah. a little bit about faith. Yeah, let's do it. So I wanted to start with a definition. Okay. Well, I, I'm, I'm a minimalist in, in so many ways in mm-hmm. my life, and I love taking all the information and boiling it down and simplifying it 
and getting to the very root of everything. And, and I think along those lines, it's important and necessary to have a defined term for, for your, your topic, right? I mean, right. what, what you're looking for, you know, exactly what it is and, and, and that can help to kind of open up your, your understanding. Right. Right. So let me ask you, do you feel like, um, that we define it properly or understand it properly in, well, I guess as a church, right in the church, do we define it properly or understand it properly? I mean, I guess some people might, but I think what you're kind of maybe getting at is something we're going to talk about today is kind of maybe the difference of faith versus belief a little bit, maybe. Yeah, or I I differentiate them like I I differentiate faith from courage okay. more than belief because I think that belief and faith are really closely tied together. Right. But I guess what I was getting at, and we'll get into it, is like, can you still believe but doubt? Uh, yeah, probably. But not have faith. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Um, but I don't. But you, maybe you want to hop back over to the courage for well, a second. Well, we can. No, let's. We'll, we'll get to that in just a, a second. But um, my my purpose in kind of defining it is is, and I I suppose that we should that we don't need to um limit it to those in the church, right? Those in the church of of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints, not just that specific group of people that that are dealing with faith, right? right. I think I mean, everyone, to be honest, in, in the world is dealing with faith. They just might not know it, right? Right. I mean, because you can have faith in things that aren't religious. You can have faith yeah. in stuff that's not God. You could be an atheist and have faith in... In fact, many do, right? Right. It, 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 you can make the argument, I suppose, depending on what you do believe in or don't believe in. And how you define faith, I yeah. guess. That, that, that even an atheist it might take decent amount of faith to believe in science or to believe right. in whatever it is they believe in whatever a person believes in yeah i right. think it takes faith it, I, in fact to be honest i think it takes faith for everyone to believe in everything that they believe in right right like meaning by that even if you have evidence of something you still have to believe the evidence right right and and even if it sounds right and someone who's really smart says that it's proof right you still have to believe it right and sometimes it's not proof sometimes it's wrong right. sometimes you know there'll be one bit of evidence or proof and, and an assumption that's made about the way things are like the the easy one is like taking the idea that the world is flat right right and i don't know the factual science behind that like or or, or the, the the timeline i should say i i've heard that you know, that people used to, like in Columbus's day, that they say that everyone thought the world was flat and that's why Columbus went. But that I, I've heard recently that that's not actually true. People didn't believe the world was flat. So I'm assuming that at some point in the world's history, they, people believed the world was flat. Right. But we don't believe that anymore. Why? Because we found new evidence that actually, you know, shows us the truth. So, but the point is that sometimes what we perceive as true can change. And so it takes faith to believe whatever we believe. Right. I mean, for those people even that say, who may have thought the world was flat, and then someone went, I mean, it got, it got proven that it's actually round. Mm -hmm. If they hadn't seen it themselves, it would have taken faith to believe that what these other people have discovered it being round, that it was, they had to have faith that it really was. Yeah. yeah. Well, in, in fact, it's interesting you bring that up because I was just listening to a talk by, um, by President Uchtdorf last night called um, What is Truth? And it was, it's really a good one. It's a, I think he gave it at BYU a few years ago. And he brings up a story of there was this doctor back somewhere. I don't, I don't know many details, so it's going to be That's really right. paraphrased. But there was a doctor and he, he was having all of these infant deaths, right? Mm -hmm. He was having issues with infant deaths and, and his, his, the percentage of infant deaths in his clinic was was way higher than they were in this neighboring clinic that he knew of and he was trying to figure out why and and so he went to this other clinic and he found 
out, the only difference he could find was that they were, I don't know if they were washing their hands actually at that clinic, but it hit at his clinic. They, they it was, it was also a, like a morgue. And so they were doing autopsies mm-hmm. as, as well. And so they would have doctors who would go and do an autopsy and then they go directly to delivering a baby. Uh, so this was a time before the time when they would wash their hands. Right. But it was believed at that time, a doctor's hands can't make a person sick. They didn't understand about bacteria and all this stuff. Right. And so he said, aha, this is the issue. And so he, he, he said, okay, we need to start washing our hands. Well, all the doctors that worked like for him or with him, they, they said, that's nonsense. They read, they rejected it. They said, that's not true. Doctors can't make people sick. Their hand, you know, that's, that's almost like blasphemy to them, you know? And, but he, nonetheless, I mean, he was in charge, so he made them do it. Well, like death, infant deaths dropped like 90%. Right. So he was like, oh, there you go. Of course, that's what it was. And so he thought, well, this is going to be just, I mean, I'm going to give it to, you know, send it out to the rest of the, the medical community mm-hmm. and they're going to embrace it and say, wow, such a cool truth. Thank you for your research. Right. And, and we now discover this truth. Well, they all rejected it too. Right. They thought that's nonsense. Doctor's hands can't make, right? So, you know, in a sense, those people who, who rejected it were having faith in their own previous knowledge and right. rejecting this other thing that was true. Right. Right. So, and, and it actually became a kind of a, a harmful situation. Right. And it, you know, we ended up, they accepted it at a certain point. Right. But so the point is like what you just said, everyone exhibits faith. Right. Everyone in the world exhibits faith at all times, at all times. And so, that was kind of a long, a long conversation on a very minute point, and I don't know <laughs> if it was really necessary for this conversation, but nonetheless, there it is. So, let's define kind of what we feel like faith is. So, for you, what? Well, how I mean, would you define it? Obviously, we have the the scripture, you know, that talks about faith. It's mm-hmm. things that are hoped for, mm-hmm. but aren't seen, but are yeah. true. Right. So there's that definition to go off of, and I think that's, I mean, if you were to hear a talk in church about faith, I'm mm-hmm. sure that scripture would be quoted in the talk. So right. I, I feel like that so is... Alma 32, yeah. right? And now, as I said, concerning faith, faith is not to have a perfect, perfect knowledge of things. Therefore, if you have faith, it, um, you hope for things which are not seen, but which are true. And that's the one you just referenced, right? right? But what does that mean? Right. Right? Like, I don't know about you, but I've always kind of felt like that was a little confusing, a little right. vague. What does that mean to hope for things which are not seen, but which are true? Or how is it even evidence? Uh, you know, it's the evidence of things hoped for, right? Like, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. So, how would you? Well, I guess in it? in that sense of faith, it makes me think of like, okay, we're exercising faith that a God does exist. We can't see him. Okay, we hope that he exists, okay. and we receive spiritual witnesses that. That is true, and so we. So is the spiritual is the spiritual witness the faith? It seems like the spiritual witness is the that's the the result of exercising the faith. Okay, so what is the faith then? It's a good question. <laughs> you got me stumped right now. But see, do you see why right. it's it's kind of confusing? Right? What does it mean right. to have faith? Well, just so you know, like I've been studying faith some throughout this past week, mm-hmm. but like I still. I'm I'm still stumped on yeah, it. So yeah. just be aware that I'm not. Well, you may not hear a bunch of knowledge from me today. You <laughs> no, know? that's okay. That's great because I was I was watching this or listening to this interview that um, Brad Wilcox did mm-hmm. with Fair Mormon, okay. um, a podcast that he did, and it's really great. I'll send it to you because okay. you should you should listen to it. And he talks about when he first started researching grace. You know mm-hmm. that he was the same way, like. He was stumped. He didn't understand it. Right. And he would, he it, it, he said it would kind of fill his mind a lot, like w- where he would just think about it a lot and wonder, oh, what does this mean? And, and it was confusing. Right. And he did a lot of research and started, you know, and and it took a lot of time. But there was there was quite a l- large chunk of time where he was just, like you just said, stumped. He didn't know. Mm-hmm. And it's okay. That's right. okay, you know. 
And I'm not much less stumped probably right. than you are. I don't know a whole lot more either. But that's you know what this conversation is for. And and I say that so that anyone who's listening who might feel stumped too or like confused by faith, like realizes that's okay that you're confused by faith. What's great is that you're thinking about it. Right. You know, that's and, and, and then you can kinda of join in the conversation and and we can all kind of try to learn and figure it out together a little bit, you know. Say so what I what I let's talk maybe about like what I might feel like faith isn't. There are a couple of things that I think people think are synonymous with faith that I don't think they are. Okay. Okay. Number one is works. This kind of comes back to the grace right. topic. I, we put a lot of emphasis on works. And, and, and that's okay. I think works are fine. I shouldn't even say fine. I think works are great. Right. Works are how we apply things. Right. right. That's how we apply doctrines or truths. If we don't do works then we can't apply anything. Right. Right. There's the famous scripture, faith without works is dead. Right. But many times I've actually heard that you got to remember that works without faith is also dead. That's right. That's absolutely right. You can't just do works. You can't just go through the motions without exercising the faith and just expect that you're doing everything properly. uh, Remind me of that thought in a few minutes because I have a a story on that. Um, Right. So we kind of feel like, okay, if we are... If we are working hard, then we are exhibiting faith, and, and we and we so we we combine the two, right? We and we make them synonymous. We we kind of get confused about the idea that well, I'm doing works, so that means I have faith. That means I have faith, right? Sometimes we can just go through the motions, right? There's nothing real. There's no real power behind it. It's just works. It's just actions, right? Right? And uh, okay. And so now going back to that scripture you just quoted. Faith without works is dead. And you said works without faith is dead. And that's exactly right. Notice also that it says faith without works is dead. It doesn't say faith without works isn't faith. Right. Recognize that faith is not works. They're separate. You can have faith, but if you don't have works, it's dead. Or I like the word dormant mm-hmm. in a sense, meaning it's not being applied to anything. It doesn't make it not faith. It's still faith. But if you don't apply it to something by some kind of action, then it's not doing anything. It's not doing any good. Right. It's dead, in other words, you know, quote unquote dead. And so I think that's an important distinction to understand. Now, now continuing along with this, so, so we do need works, right, right. To, to apply our faith. But I also think that we kind of, romanticize or um, just put a, a major emphasis on works and particularly on hard work, lots of work, exerting tons of energy and tons of effort. And I'm fine with that too. Right. But I also think it's important to, to recognize some things. Think about, and I'll ask, I'll ask you this. Think about some of the miracles. Let's go with the miracles of Christ. List some off for me. Okay. If you can um, I've studied a few of them this past week. One of them is the woman with the issue of blood. Okay. Her story is interesting. Um, there's multiple accounts of it, obviously, because of the different gospels. But, mm-hmm. you know, she's, she spent her life savings going to doctors mm. trying to heal this mm. yeah. uh, this issue. It's been, I think it was 12, 12 years. years. 12 yeah. years have been going on. So she has this this medical problem, and mm-hmm. she's going to the experts of the world that have studied to to be these, that are supposed to be able to help her. And yeah. she's doing everything she can, doing all the works that yeah. she can, that she knows how to do mm-hmm. to be healed of this. And then, you know, she hears of Jesus, and mm-hmm. um, she happens to be around him at the time, and she says to herself, mm-hmm. and believes it in her heart, she says, you know, I know that if I can just touch his garment, I will be healed. Mm-hmm. You know, and then we know what happened. She touched his garment and then he turned around and, and he was trying to figure out who had touched him. And he found her finally after asking his apostles and mm-hmm. looking around. And he told her that it was because of her faith that she was healed. And she was healed immediately and instantly right. from that moment on. This problem she's had for 12 years and has been trying to do all the work she can to get it healed and it wasn't being healed. Mm-hmm. But then yet she had the faith in that moment to be healed. 
So my like this is that this is where I'm getting this is where I the part of faith that I'm getting stumbling stumbling on. Okay. How do I get that kind of faith? Okay. Okay, we'll get we'll get to that. Cause I, cause I have and no, I, I have no idea how to do that right now. And I don't know if I even have all the answers for it either. We'll get to that in a second. I want to point out or ask you, like, explore this specific Story. miracle a little okay. bit. So, was it necessary, absolutely necessary, for her to do all the things that she did in order for her to then eventually be healed? If you're asking me, do, Meaning, you, do you think that if she didn't do that and like, then did touch Jesus' clothes? Right. If she didn't go out to all the doctors and she didn't right. spend all her money and she didn't do all this thing, she didn't work really, really hard. Would she have not received the blessing that she received? Yeah. I mean, like, like if you look at it in a cause and effect, what was the, what was the cause of her being healed? It was her faith in Jesus Christ. Okay, and I, I suppose what I'm what I'm kind of getting at is that it wasn't the hard work or the amount of work that caused her to be healed. Right. right? It was her faith in Christ. Now, you know, you could look at it multiple ways. You know, did did all that trial through those twelve years like? Build right. her up to the point so, where she could exercise that amount of faith. She was looking for other options and she had to believe in Christ. Right. I mean, you could say that, but like, were those works, did they have any like direct effect on her? Right. That's my question. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If she didn't do those things, would would she not? It, was it not possible? Was for it not her possible for her to? In other words, uh, if she doesn't give her everything she had physically working, trying, would she then not be able to have? exhibited the faith. Right. Now, let's move on to another example before we kind of answer that Okay. I, I might have another example too. Okay. Let's look at Peter walking on the water. Let's, let's, I use this example in the, the quote-unquote book I wrote okay. <laughs> that you mentioned um, at the beginning of that book. So, Jesus comes to the disciples. They're in the boat, right? right. And Jesus comes and it's nighttime and he's he walking on the water and, there's, and they see him and they're afraid because there's a guy walking on the water and they're confused. And then they realize it's Jesus, you know, and Peter says, bid I come unto thee or something like that. And Jesus says, come. And here we have Peter in a boat and then he, he sees Jesus walking on the water and he says, I want to do that too. Can I do it? And Jesus says, yes, of course, come on, jump, jump out of the boat. So, he gets out of the boat and he walks on the water too for a few feet, a few steps, mm-hmm. right? Now, we're going to analyze the story a little bit further in a moment, but but my point is, or my question is, how hard was that for Peter to do? I mean, physically. I mean, uh, I mean it's just stepping out of a boat. Step, stepping out of a boat, right? You know, it didn't. It, he didn't have to expend his every energy to step out of the boat to exhibit his faith. Right. Right. So now contrast the two stories. In the moment that the woman was healed, right, she didn't exhibit much physical energy. Right. She just reached out and touched his hem. Now, you can say she gave her, maybe she was really sick and she could barely move and she walked, you know, right. to to where she knew he would be and, and that was really difficult and she gave her every last bit of energy to do that. So, I, and I don't know, that may be right. the case. But in the moment of healing, she reached out and touched the hem of his clothes. It wasn't that hard. That wasn't a lot of work. Right. So that's my kind of my question. You know, to perform some of these miracles, did they did they have to expend a whole lot of physical work? Right. Did they have to meaning in other words, it kind of goes back to the grace topic of after all we can do, because we kind of have that idea that we have to expend every bit of energy first and then Jesus will come in and create you know, cause a miracle in our lives. Right. And only then. And it, my question to you is kind of, is that true? Do you think that's true? Well, I mean I would say no, just straight off. Like I don't mm. think that that we like have to do some certain amount of work to then receive a miracle. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, faith can be, there can be evidence of faith in our works, but I don't think that mm-hmm. there has to be a work attached to faith, mm-hmm. like a hard physical labor work. I guess my question too, though, okay. is like, we were just talking about, you're talking about physical work, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. So now, like, I kind of believe that, you know, the, the like a ton of physical work is not necessary to have the kind of faith. But now I'm like, well, mentally or spiritually, like, how do I get to the level to, 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 to see a miracle to or, see, or right. to, to 
have you know these type of things happening in in my own life right so what what we've kind of discussed so far is that faith is not works right they're separate things right if you wanted a contrasting story there's another one i think that proves your point maybe even better than peter walking on water sure go ahead this is in acts and i read it this week peter and john they heal a lame man Okay. So he is like sitting outside of the temple asking for alms. Like uh-huh, he's he's right. he's wanting money, right? Right. Yeah. He can't walk. Right. And he's basically probably in my head how I'm picturing it just like a homeless person uh-huh. sitting on the side of the room asking for money. And I think a lot of times in society that's viewed as like, well, why don't you do something? Why don't you go do work? Yeah. Why don't you go get a job or yeah. something like that? Stop that's being kind of, lazy. And, stop being lazy, yeah. or whatever. But he can't walk. He can't do anything. He's asking for money. Mm-hmm. And I love what Peter said to him. Peter said, silver and gold, I have none, but such as I have, I give thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Mm -hmm. rise up and walk. Right. Okay. Okay. So now this guy is sitting on the corner asking for money so that he can just survive. Right. He he didn't ask for a miracle to happen. He didn't ask to be healed. He didn't do any work to get it. He just got encountered by these two apostles and he's like, sorry, I don't have money, but Rise up and walk and just heal them. Right. Okay. Well, so, and now we don't have enough information to know if this guy had faith. Right. Because that, that, that's my other question too. Was, did, was it Peter and John's faith that healed him? Mm-hmm. Or did he... Or was it the guy's or, faith? Because the guy wasn't... The guy didn't say, please... Like, you know, some right. of the people that come to Jesus say, you know, I'm blind like or I'm yeah. a leper. Will heal me? Please heal me. And he says, do you have faith? Right. right. But this guy, it's like he didn't even... I mean, from the, the record we have, he right. didn't even know it was coming. Right, and we don't know, like you said, from the record, right? The whole, all the minute details. They may have said, "Do you have faith in Christ?" Right. And they may have known that he did. Maybe the Spirit told them, "Hey, he has faith in Christ." Right. Or whatever, you know. So maybe they knew somehow. Because that's my question too. Like, can someone who may be lacking faith mm-hmm. that needs a miracle to happen in their life, can someone else with faith? Use their faith on their to, behalf. On, well, on the behalf of the other person, because it happens with Alma and Alma the younger. It does. It, the prayers of yeah. Alma is what caused the angel to appear to Alma the younger. It's true, and it happens with Jesus. Remember uh, when the guy comes to him and and he has the the son, I think it is, who who's I think he's possessed or something, and mm-hmm. and he says, oft times he throws himself into the fire and he throws himself into the water. You know, he's right. and he says, "Help us, you know, please help. If you can do anything, please have." compassion on us and have mercy on us and heal our son. And Jesus says, if you, if thou canst believe, all things are possible. And he says, Lord, I believe. And then he says, help thou mine unbelief. And, and Elder Holland gives a great talk on this, by the mm-hmm. way. And, and so I recommend it. But my thought is, well, was this guy, when he says, Lord, I believe, was he just saying that because he wanted him to heal him? And then the Lord really, really knew, hey, you don't. And so right. then he was conceding, okay, I don't, but help me believe. Help thou mine unbelief. Or was he saying, I believe a little bit. Help me believe more. Right. Help me, help the parts of my belief that aren't strong enough. And I think that's where I'm at in my life. Did you I, believe some. I believe some. Yeah. But I don't have the amount of faith right. to, to see the the miracle happened. And so it's like the Lord showed grace and mercy in that moment right. because he didn't have enough faith. But the Lord used his own faith to go ahead and and grant his his request. Right. Right. I mean in, in any of these scenarios you can obviously debate, oh well it's Jesus Christ versus someone else. Right. Obviously I just shared one of the apostles which are right. you know aren't Jesus Christ and are just men. Um, and aren't the son of God. So you can argue that like, okay, well, Jesus can do certain things that we can't, right. but he still works on the same eternal principle of faith. Right. So Joseph Smith said that faith is the first great governing principle in the book Lectures on Faith. We know that Je- that Jesus used faith. Right. He had a perfect knowledge of everything, right? But he also exhibited faith as some sort of power right. to unlock or to influence or command things to happen, and then right. they obeyed, right? And and so, he was using faith, but we are allowed to use the same power. Right. Right? And and most times when he would be using faith, when Christ used faith mm-hmm. in, in that way, and he taught either a multitude of people or he taught his disciples, mm-hmm. he, he, in many scenarios, used the words, 
doubting nothing. Right. Like if you can, yeah. if you can just not, if you can have the faith of a mustard seed and not doubt, yeah. like not doubt at all, not even the slightest bit, you can move mountains. Okay. So now this is, we'll get, you're, you're kind of starting to hit on what, what I think it is, but so we'll get to that in just a second. Let's kind I'm of. just trying to rush ahead. I, know, I, I know. want to get to the, and, and you, I want you to teach me. I, <laughs> well, um, like I get so sidetracked with, you know, I just start rambling and rambling and one thought leads to another and then another. And, and so I get a little off track. So keep me on, on track. So we've talked about what faith um, is not. We, we've talked that it's not works. It's they're, they're two different things. Right. Okay. So we said it's not works. Oh, well, kind of my point about, about hard work was just that like we have all these examples of faith being exhibited and miracles happening wherein the person exhibiting the faith did not work hard and did not put forth very much effort at all. Peter walking on the water, that wasn't didn't take a lot of effort. Jesus turning water into wine, how hard was that for him? Probably wasn't hard. He just said it. My, one of my favorite scripture people um, is Enoch, and I love Enoch because of his faith. He spoke a word and mountains fled before him, it says, and the rivers were turned out of their seas, uh, out of their course. And, um, you know, the armies of his enemies didn't dare to come against him because of his faith. And, but I look at it and I say, well, you know, was it really hard for him to speak a word and mountains fled? Right? Like he just said a word, that's all he did. Right. And my point is that I think sometimes we, not only do we think faith is works, but then we think we have to work really hard. Or it's not faith. Well, and I think, sense? yeah, but I think in some of it too, just nowadays there's so many different distractions and technology and this and that. Yeah. Like, I think a lot of people don't believe that's possible. It's true. You, yeah. You, they just don't. Yeah. Okay. Like, I get it. Like, we can believe in Christ and that he's our savior, but like, you really can't move mountains. Like, you couldn't right. do that. They think that's it's impossible. It's kind of like just these stories that are like, you know, some kind of fairy tale-ish type things, you know, right. that, that basically we believe in the doctrine, but we don't believe in the, you know, all that. Fan, you know, fairy tale, uh, far out there stuff. But, and so, yeah, that's a problem, right? But that's right. the doubt. Right. I keep, right. I keep trying to get to No, you're doubt. good. You're good. <laughs> um, so, we, we, faith is not works. And I think it can be detrimental for us to believe that we have to work really, really hard before we're going to, not that, okay. Now, when I say that, I don't want to disparage hard work. I, I don't, I have no problem with hard work. Right. And, and, and I've worked very hard myself. Right. But what I mean is that sometimes if you expect it to be really hard and that you have to work really hard in order to obtain something that you want, then that's how it's going to be for you. Right. And, well, and, and I fine. think it can be very discouraging if you're like, it, it's going to take right. you, if you think that you've got to reach some level of hard work or yeah. perfection before you are considered someone who has faith, you're not going to have faith and you're right. never going to exer- exercise it, you know. It can get discouraging. Right. And you don't, yeah. And I think it also kind of leads you down the wrong, not the wrong path, but but it it will it will lead you away from discovering perhaps what real faith, true faith is, right? right? Because then you put a whole lot of emphasis and trust in the works part of everything, right? And, and you and you kind of lose sight of some of the other factors that are involved, right? We've talked about it takes work to apply faith. So it is important to have work, some kind of action, but saying a word is a work. Having a thought is a work. Right. So my point is to just get people thinking about, oh, okay, um, maybe expending every ounce of energy that I have is not necessarily faith. Right. And and so now let's, let's move on to one more thing that I think faith is not, and that is courage. Mm -hmm. Because I think that's the other part of the problem is that we, you know, we think we're having faith when we pushed through the fear, right? Right. But but that's not true. I mean, it's not bad. Right. It's not bad to push through fear. I'm not suggesting that we should just not do anything until we aren't afraid. But right. what I'm suggesting is that faith is different than courage. Courage is doing something in spite of fear. Faith is doing something without fear. Right. I think that that's an important distinction to understand and realize. That right. if we, so for instance, if we're having, if we want to have faith or want to exhibit faith, and so we say, well, I'm really afraid to do this, but I'm going to have faith and do it. 
No, you're going to have courage and do it. Right. Right. And that's fine. That's great. It's good. But just understand if you want to have faith, that's not it. It's not quite it. Right. And so understanding that kind of gives us a little bit more of a refined direction to go when we're seeking for actual faith. Okay. So now let's get to your... (laughs) Well, I think that actually really helped uh, you defining the the difference between, because we kind of briefly talked about it on the phone at one point, but Mm -hmm. just your little definition there that like, if there is fear there, if you're afraid at all and you're pushing through, you're having courage. Right. Because, and that's because fine. this is, I know, but this yeah. is what we're kind of getting to is the no doubt at all, because right. I've really tried to do that lately. Like, okay, I'm going to have faith about this certain life uh-huh. event yeah. that I'm going to, I got the faith and I can do it and, and I'm pretty good for a little bit and then a doubt creeps in and then I'm afraid. Uh-huh. And so that means my fear goes away because Your fear, faith, faith can't exist when fear is there. Right. That's, that is a truth. Yes, definitely. Faith and fear are, are, and, uh, you know, antonyms, antonyms. Yeah. They can't exist at the same time right. in a person. So along those lines, what you just were talking about, the doubt and you've brought up doubting nothing. That's why I called the book that, you know, doubting nothing. And I, I think it's a key to understanding faith. I define faith. Actually, let me read a scripture. Okay. This, and I found this one last night, which I've read Mark eleven twenty four many times before. And it's, it's a great one. But I had never gone backwards a, a verse and read verse 23. And this is Jesus speaking. And he says, For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. The Savior right there is giving us a definition of what faith is, and shall not doubt in his heart. Faith, in my opinion, is belief without doubt, without any bit of doubt. And that's why it's so hard to have. Right. Because when I when I say doubt or when the Savior says doubt, I think it's synonymous with fear, right? Right. Or that that's where the fear comes from or that that's where the doubt comes from, right? Right. I'm they come afraid. from the same place. Yeah. The doubt is fear right. in, in that sense. Right. You're a little bit afraid that it's not going to happen yeah. or that it won't work or that you know, you're unsure, you're uncertain. And so that's why we're not seeing as many miracles, I believe, is because we're seeking for faith in, in a little bit of the wrong place. Right. We're seeking for it in our works. We're seeking for it in our pushing through fear. You know, it's thinking that that's faith, that's going to get us faith. And it, it's not necessarily going to lead to faith. But it, I guess if you believe... If I do this, if I do mm-hmm. X works, yeah. or the, these really hard works, if I do that, I believe without doubt this yeah. will happen, then it will oh, happen. Yeah. But it's because you weren't doubting. Right. That's the point. Yeah. You have to not doubt. Right. Right. And and so now when we say all this, okay, I, I think that it's important for uh, people to realize, and I've realized myself as I have gone on this journey of trying to obtain faith and trying to get a, a powerful faith, that it's okay if you if you don't have one yet right right like don't get discouraged saying you know oh i i i have too much fear or i have you know the, or that don't think that courage is bad courage isn't bad you keep doing good things courageously if that's all you can do right now right that's okay just understand the difference and seek for faith right so yeah yeah i mean that's that's how i would define faith differently then maybe I feel like it's been defined in the church at least, particularly. Because right. we do put quite a lot of em- emphasis on works. But my contention is that the works are great and they're important and they're a manifestation of our faith. If we really have the faith, we will do the works. But it's not the works that's causing the miracle to happen. Right. It's the faith without the doubt that's causing Correct. the miracle Correct. That's what I believe is true, yeah. And so, in that way... That's why Enoch can just say a word and, and the mountains flee before him. Or that's why Jesus, uh, you know, can turn the water into wine. Just say a word, just, just like that, just easily. That's why he can heal people just like that. He can command them to, that's why Peter and, and, and uh, who was it? Peter John. and John. Yeah. They can just say, in the name of Jesus, arise up and walk. And that's what happens. Right. Because it's easy. It's not hard. Right. It's not hard for them. They're not working really hard. They're not expending a lot of energy. 
but they have no doubt whatsoever that it's going to work. I have a friend that I guess I need to talk to him a little bit more, but he shared an experience with me that he was working at a a place and he was doing sales. Mm -hmm. It was kind of at a a phone internet place Mm, doing sales and people would call and just want internet because people don't get home phones anymore. Everyone's got cell phones. Mm -hmm. And the company he was working for, they wanted to make extra money, I guess. And so they were, you can't get internet mm-hmm. without getting the phone line. So it was kind of a bundle. You kind of had right. to do them together and people didn't want them. And they had to pay extra for the phone line and that they're not going to use. Yeah. And he didn't, he didn't like that. He didn't feel like he was being, you know, honest with his yeah. fellow man. And, and yeah. he just, he's like, you know what? I need to switch things up. And now you've told me the story and I'm going to interject for just a second. Okay. Like this is an incredible example of a kid who just is really a humble kid. Right. Right. And not, like when I say that, I, I mean, someone who's listening to this might hear this and say, wow, this kid, like, like he, he, this was a, this is an extreme example of, um, of like, I mean, he, all he was doing was selling like phone like, service, right? Like, like it, he wasn't necessarily doing anything wrong. Right. Um, he, but, was, he wasn't but, breaking I mean, any commandments, but he didn't feel good he didn't or that feel he good was, about it. Right. that he was, right. you know, yeah. Doing the right thing. It just didn't make him feel good. Right. And so, like, the reason I interjected is because I think some, like, sometimes, like, myself, I might think, oh, man, I'm really a terrible person because I do all these other things way worse than that. Right. And and so, the point is just, look, like, that's not constructive to beat yourself up if you right. <laughs> if you happen to work for a company that does right. that or whatever. But the idea is that it's a great example, and, and, and maybe someday you can get we could get to that right place where where something that small and minute makes us feel a long, little uncomfortable and you know anyway continue with he, story, he, he he just caught the vision of the gospel yeah. and what it was all really about and so you know he was making some i mean he was somewhat of a recent convert he's making some changes in his life and he was trying to just do what was right and that didn't feel right to him right. even though it technically wasn't wrong he's right. not doing anything wrong didn't feel good and so, as quickly as he could, he wanted to switch that. And so, yeah. he quit his job yeah. without having a job lined up. And, you know, he he has rent to pay. I mean, like all of us, he's got bills right. to pay and everything. And, and he's just not feeling good about it, ready to move forward in a more spiritual way. And, and that wasn't helping. And mm-hmm. so, he quits his job. And a day later, this is when he told me the story because I didn't even know he quit his job. But uh-huh. a day later, he calls me after he's quit, quit his job. And he's telling me the story. Uh-huh. And... He just, t- he tells me he quit, quit his job. And I was just like, I was like, dude, it's, you know, I was trying to be like, it was, yeah. it's okay. Like you're, you weren't doing anything wrong or anything. Yeah. Like it's, it's fine or whatever. But he's like, no, I, I quit my job. And he told me, he's like, but I knew I would get another job. Like, yeah. I knew it. He had no doubt. He had no doubt. And he told me, he said that in those exact words. Yeah. And sure enough, a day or two later, he had a job interview and got hired on the spot. Yeah. In a place where he was helping people get out of debt. So, how did you do that? Right. That's kind of the question, isn't it? Because did he do a lot of visualization? Yeah. He, he, he probably a, would have. Yeah. Um, but I don't know that that's, not, like, that that's the answer or right. that's the only way to get it. That's not my point. I think one huge important key is get the spirit. Right. I think that's a huge key. Get right. the Spirit, because the Spirit gives you faith. One thing I'm discovering, just in the last couple of days, I'm kind of recognizing the, what it means to do something for the purpose of getting the Spirit, right? Because like, it's just so easy to just go through the motions. Right. And like, kind of hoping, like with the idea, hey, well, I'm doing all these right things, therefore, bless me with the things I'm asking for. Right. But your heart has to really be in it. Right. M- meaning that like, if you... Go in, you say, I want to read the scriptures so that I can get the spirit. Then you do it with that in mind. And you don't just go through the motions. You don't just read the words, but you, you're you really trying to get the spirit. That's your goal. That's really your goal. Right. So that's, a, that's an important point, I think, mm-hmm. is that our heart needs to really be in it. Right. I guess I guess looking back for me when I say I struggle with faith at times, yeah. I mean really using it to its fullest power. Yeah, is I think that probably a lot of times my heart isn't all in it. Right, we might be kind of going through the motions a little. Right. Yeah, I think that's an epidemic in in our society just because we're so busy and right 
so stressed. Right. So that's that's something. Find a way to get your heart into it. Number one, make it your real desire. But and way that you can do that is by doing visualization, kind of getting yourself in, like visualizing and imagining what it'd be like to have the thing that you want, like having right. to have the faith. Right. Wow, what if I had the faith? Imagine what I could do with it, you know, or, or uh, visualizing yourself uh, having a real relationship with Jesus and being able to talk to him and hear his voice or whatever it might be like that. Like, right. it really get you into that that moment. So, But I, I think getting the spirit is a huge key. And I well, I'll say that I think that that is the way that these other people have done what they have done. I told you about that guy Matthew Cowley, right? The elder Cowley. I mean, he was a he was an apostle mm-hmm. back in the. I'm trying to remember sometime. the story, but I remember yeah. the name. Nineteen, I don't know, twenties, thirties, fifties. I don't know. It was sometime a while ago. But he gave a talk entitled "Miracles," and I listened to it. My dad told me about it, and he performed all kinds of miracles. All the time. He was like a missionary in New Zealand or something. Mm-hmm. And he would just heal people all over the place. He'd bl- give people sight. And blind people had, you know, were blind and he would heal them, give them sight. And though, to hear him talk about it, though, is just such an interesting thing because it's like, it's almost pretty like nonchalant a little bit. Like, right. it's just matter of fact. Like, oh, yeah. And then this these people brought me their son and, and asked me to give him a blessing, a name and a blessing, right? Because he was a, just a young boy, uh, really young, um, might have been a year or so old. They hadn't, he said that they, in New Zealand, they're so laid back, like they just hadn't done it yet. They hadn't given right. him his baby blessing yet, you know? So they said, here, will you do it? And he said, sure. And then they said, oh yeah, and while you're at it, he was born blind, so could you give him a sight? And right, and to us, we'd be like, uh, what? <laughs> Can't do, but he was like, sure, okay. And he said, he said, well, I, I trusted their faith. I trusted the parents' faith, right? I, I right. believed in their faith. And so he did it. And he had his sight back, right? So, right. But there was another story he talked about, too, where I think it was this, later on with this same kid. He said he went back and he, and he was going to go see this kid again. And he thought, yeah, knowing my faith, this kid had probably went blind again, you know, like, because like he, in a, in a kind of a joking way, like he right. said that as a joke to kind of make fun of himself. But the idea was that his faith, he, he didn't even feel like he had great faith. Right. But he did clearly. Right. Because he, you know, had performed all these miracles. So how did he get the faith? Right. I don't know. Is it something that we have to exercise that we have to work at that we does it it, like is there like a like like a meter like is mine at a certain (laughs) number right now and yours is like a little bit more and his was like you know almost at 100 percent. like like how does it work well i don't think there's a meter probably it's probably all or nothing isn't it like that's why he says if you have no doubt right doubting nothing meaning you can't have any doubt there's your meter do you have doubt okay you don't have faith Right. But I don't, that's really kind of a cold way to look at it. I don't mean to say, okay, you don't have faith. It, I think we can we can exercise levels of belief. And that's why I was, you, you'd brought up belief. I think faith is belief without doubt, but I think we can have belief with some doubt. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where we all are most of right. the time. We have belief with some doubt or some belief with a lot of doubt or, what, you know, some variation of that. And that's okay. Any belief is great. Right. Work from there. Keep going. So I would say, though, that the, the goal would be to get to a point where you have such a certainty about Jesus, you're so certain because of Him, you believe in Him so fully and totally that you have no doubts or fears about anything, because you just know He's just going to provide everything, He's going to do everything that needs to be done, I'm going to be safe, I'm going to be secure, I'm going to be, you know, I, I will be able to accomplish whatever it is that I need to accomplish because he's, you know, just, you have such a level of trust and certainty in him that you can ask for anything and, and it just happens. Right. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of how I view it right now. Okay. I'm going to ask you a quick question. Okay. 
And I, I want you to pause for a second before you answer. Okay. I want you to pause because I want to, I'm asking this question not only to you, but to the listeners, anyone listening. Okay. I want them to answer Think before you it. answer. Oh, okay. Okay. Like, how long should I wait? Wait, just maybe two, three seconds. <laughs> okay. So not too long. Okay. Okay. It's a yes or no question. Oh, okay. okay. That's easy. Do you believe that it's possible to say mountain move and the mountain will move? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Why I asked that question is I'm curious if the listeners hesitated at all. Uh-huh. If they said like, well, yeah, but because I just, I feel like that that's a, well, that's a general theme that let's uh, like, well, that's really not that possible. Okay. So now when, when I say that, like, and you, and you say that, that there's the hesitation, there was a little hesitation for me, but only in the fact that like, but I, I allowed you to wait. I shouldn't have. Yeah, I should have well, but, I mean, I wouldn't have hesitated. Right. I would have said yes right away because I believe that because I read it in the scriptures. Right. Jesus says it. But do some people you faith, you can think that out. that was just kind of like you talked about the other, like a little bit of a fantasy, a little well, fairytale world so, a little bit? Because I just feel like that's a general theme. Like if you were to walk up to anyone on the street, if we were to take our mics out and go and interview some people, whether they're religious or not, mm-hmm. I think... Even religious people would hesitate on whether that's really possible. Okay, so even though we read that with God all things are possible. Yeah. So I think it would depend on if you're saying specifically move a mountain, why would I move this mountain? Right. Like and and not so my my point is that like if there's something that's analogous to moving a mountain, something that is 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 like similar to that, you know? Like for instance, if you said, Here's a blind guy, can you heal him? Right? By right. your faith, that you know, I think. Do you, do you think that? Uh, I mean, the listener could answer this question. Mm-hmm. What do you think would be harder, or would require more faith, or if there is a more faith? But like, like, what do you think if if you if we were to go ask that question to people, mm-hmm. how much more would someone hesitate healing a blind person versus moving a mountain? Well, healing a blind person is more real, right? Because they've seen a blind person, probably, right? right? And they know from doctors and science that it's not possible to heal someone who is right. blind, right? So that might make it more real, and it might make it harder, seem harder. Well, so or if you seem... now, okay, and then this is kind of what you're saying. Like if you were, if there was a blind guy right here, um, this is kind of sounds weird to talk about in these terms, but there's someone who was blind and they were sitting here, and you told me, now can you just turn to him and heal him? I'd say no, right. But the but if you said, do you, do you believe po- that? It's yeah, possible? is it possible? Yes, absolutely. Right. But can I do it? Um, you you doubt. I so want you, to, so, but you can't yeah, right now. But I can't right now. Right. And but why? Right. And see, I think that's right? where I'm at because I yeah. do believe that it is possible. Yeah. I really oh, yeah. do. Well, the scriptures say, um, "Have miracles ceased? No. And, and if they and if they have ceased, then then woe be unto the children of men right. for all is lost or all is vain because you know it's because of unbelief. Right. So. I think even at times, even just as members of the church, even though we've read them in the scriptures, yeah. we still question whether or well, not that's really possible. Okay, now here's another problem, and this is one thing I'm dealing with um, right now, currently in my life too, that I'm trying to figure out. Okay. What do we say? We give somebody a blessing, what do we say? We say, according to your faith yeah. and the will of the our will Heavenly Father. Of our, that, yeah, thy will be done, right? Right. Because we say, especially with health things, we say... We have the, I think, the idea that everything that happens to us is done to us by God, or that it is how for a reason, yeah, how our plan was designed to be, or that it is how He wants it to be, yeah. But what I've learned recently, recently especially about uh, about health, is that most of our health problems uh, we do to ourselves. Right. We don't mean to. I would go out on a limb to say most of everything that happens to us, we do yeah. those, if not just health or problems. either us or but, someone else. Right. It's or, men. I just, men yeah. in general. We're, Our we're actions cause. as human beings. Right? right. It could be hereditary that was passed down. But, right. But it, but it was... Her- but it, but it, it was a human thing. It wasn't necessarily... Yeah, it wasn't here. Because if you know... God, any, like, like yeah. casting a, a sickness on us or something. Right. Like even genetic things, if you start to learn about epigenetics, you understand that, that genes change over time right. and, and they can change in, a, in one, in one life. You can actually heal genes and change genes and stuff too. So, so, and, and, but the point is that like, even like if someone ha- um, passes down a, a disease to a child, it doesn't mean that it, it, it was God that did it. There's a good chance that it was the parent who did it or 
that parent's parent or that parent's parent's right. parent. You know, like somewhere down the line, someone developed this gene because they they did something. They ate really terrible food. You know, right. or, or they or they just didn't take care of them, their body, or they you know, or they they um, um encountered some kind of toxin in their environment, an environmental toxin or something like that. Right. So it's uh. We're, so hard, so the, well, we don't have to get into that. Yeah, but well, so my but, question was: was this like, what are we allowed to have our faith for? Like, what are we allowed to ask for in faith and then have and expect it to be granted? Right? Because aren't we supposed to struggle and suffer a little bit? Aren't we supposed to experience pain and and sorrow? Well, if we just ask for everything to be taken away from us, then isn't that going against God's will? But we see um, miracles where people are healed all the time, like. So what are we allowed to ask for and what are we not? What is his will and what isn't? Right. I think that a lot of times we use that thy will be done as a as a, an excuse because we don't have the faith. Right. You know. I I was talking to someone the other day and I asked this question. I said, "What do you think the will of God is for you? What do you think it is for this person mm. or maybe a person in history that wasn't so great like Hitler mm. or something like what do you yeah. think God's will was for him or for you or for an atheist? His will is going to be the same. He loves us and he wants us to be happy, right? right. His We're will, all his children. Yeah. So wouldn't he want us to be healthy and happy? Yeah. And in general, like you can really generalize it and say God's will is to bring to pass the immortality and eternal life of man, right? right. His will is that we become like him and have all that he has. That's right. his will for everyone. But what about like if you have some kind of trial in your life, aren't you supposed to learn from it? Like what if that's part of the plan of getting you to that point of, of becoming like God? Right. Right? And so but Adam felt that men might be and men are they might have joy. Yeah. Isn't that our purpose here on earth? Yeah. To have joy? Yeah, but what I mean is kind of like you can find joy through pain or sorrow. Find joy in the journey. Yeah, and you can you can learn something from a trial. Right. And I do believe in that. I do believe Absolutely. that's true. But is the trial always necessary? Could you learn it a different way? If you just chose to learn it, could you just learn it that way and not need to be tried that right. in that way? Right. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, because we, we see um, examples of both. We see examples of people who are delivered from their trials. Right. And we see examples of people who aren't. Mm-hmm. Is faith just the only difference? I don't know. You know, I, I don't know. Now... One thing I would like to point out quickly is in, in the Bible, Jesus doesn't really give any caveats. He says, whatever you ask for in faith, you get it. Right. He says that over and over again, many times. But in the Book of Mormon, he says, whatsoever you ask for, which is right, believing that you shall receive it, shall be given to you, right? right? And in the Doctrine and Covenants, he says, that which is expedient, right? right. And then later in the Book of Mormon, Moroni, I believe, or Mormon... He says, it's interesting because he says the same exact, he quotes Jesus when Jesus says that, you know, which is right, but more or Moroni says, which is good. I found that to be really interesting. Hmm. So we like to point that out and say, see, but it has to be right. It has to be the right thing. Mm-hmm. It has to be in accordance with God's will. And that's true, right. of course, but it kind of gives us this idea that, well, Whatever I'm going through is God's will. Right. Therefore, if I ask for anything different from what's happening to me, then it's not his will and it's not right. You know what I, does right. that make sense? It's basically you've, sometimes we give up and say, well, this must be God's will when it may not actually right. be his will, but yeah. we've accepted it that it is. And so yeah. we're just going to endure it. Well, and it, I'll tell you though, that if we do that with trust in Jesus, a positive it will be, it will and, work out for our good. Right. I mean, what does it say? All these things shall give the experience and be for thy good. That's, That's true. Told. That's what he told Joseph Smith. Yeah. So, you know, the most important thing is that we turn to Christ and that we trust him. Mm-hmm. And he'll help us no matter what happens and it'll all work out. But at the same time, believe that there is a power called faith yeah. that if we have it without doubt, yeah. miracles can happen. Yes. And God's will is for us to be happy. And the truth is we all must have faith. Because right. we have to have faith in Christ right. to be in saved. order to be saved. So, right. everyone, so faith is very important. Right. And truthfully, you have to have faith to do anything in the, in the gospel. You have to have faith to keep the commandments in order for them to benefit you. You can go through the motions without any kind of faith, just doing them, but it won't benefit you right. until you have faith and you believe in them. 
or, or, or what you're doing is you're seeking for that at least. You're seeking to have faith without doubt, to believe believe without doubt, and and it's okay if you're not quite there yet. But that's kind of what you're, you know, what you're going for. The truth is, like, that's a natural byproduct of living the gospel the way that it's supposed to be lived. If you have faith in Jesus Christ, meaning you believe in Him, even if it's just a little bit, and then you you ha- repent, right? Um, it, it gives us a change of heart. We get the Spirit. The Spirit gives us more faith. So it's a natural progression to eventually, I think, develop faith if we continue on the gospel path. But if you kind of analyze it and try to figure out what is going on, I think it can help us to seek it specifically and try to exercise it, you know, as we go along our journey as well. Right. Oh, but sorry, my point about the uh, which is right, you know, thing is that we kind of have the idea, you know, that what I want is not right. But what Moroni does is gives us an example of, so the book of Mormon was written in some language that we don't even know about. We don't, I mean, we don't know. Right. Right. But he gives us a a synonym there when Jesus says, which is right. And Moroni says, which is good. So we understand now that in that language, good and right are synonymous. They can be inter- used interchangeably, um, at least in that context. So, it gives us an idea of anything that's good is God's will. Right. Anything that's good. That's why Jesus could go around just healing people all over the place. Wouldn't they have learned from their trial? Wouldn't they have gained more patience or, you know compassion or something like that yeah of course but it was his will to heal them instead right so and couldn't they not still learn that same yes, lesson and the truth throughout is, their lives yeah, a different the, way yeah the truth is that those who are compelled to be humble by their circumstances are less blessed than those who just choose to be humble and learn things on right. their own of their own volition so i don't know that's kind of those are my thoughts on faith what about you what do you think anything else anything i think i I got everything out that I needed to talk about for right now. I th- I'm sure we'll touch on faith in the future at times yeah. as we do more study and yeah. maybe do a follow-up episode. or As we come to understand it yeah, a little bit better. But this one's, yeah. this one's still... Uh, it's, a, it's an interesting one. I, right. I have experienced myself the value and the, the power of having belief without doubt in moments. It's not always... I, I, can't, I haven't been able to do it very consistently. But there have been times when I have been able to do it. And I've received, I would say, miracles or seen miracles, small miracles in my life based on that. And and a lot of that has just come from, uh, some of it has come from like visualization and trying to develop in myself a sense of certainty about something. Some of it has just come as I've tried to remain close to the Spirit. And I would say that's the biggest key. You remain close to the Spirit and try to come close to God. Seek it why why don't we kind of close with that? Why don't we say, this is how you gain it, Dallin. Seek it from God. Right. And and engage your heart in this process. Saying That's going to come from a study. Yeah. It's going to come from... Yeah. Anything that will help you get the Spirit. Right. Because the Spirit is, is the interaction with God to our soul specifically. And, and, and so, when we gain any kind of spiritual blessing, it comes from that. Faith is a spiritual blessing. It comes from feeling the Spirit. Right. Well, and just to be clear, like, uh, we've talked a lot about, like, healing and gaining Mm -hmm. that type of faith. And it's not necessarily that, like, I want to go around and start healing people. Mm -hmm. I mean, if I had the opportunity and was asked to give a blessing to be able to have the faith to do that, that'd be great. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, this is just for living daily life. The struggles of life, trying to keep all the commandments, trying to be more charitable, having the faith to be patient and not have road rage, or, you know, like, like, just having faith in dating and and, um, and just all sorts of different things that there can be a lot of doubt or Mm -hmm. a lack of confidence, you know, in the job, in the workplace, Mm -hmm. having faith that you can perform your job well and be able to meet your deadlines. And like, there's just so many different areas of our lives that we can use faith. Um, And we talked a lot about, you know, the miracles. And I just feel like if I could have that type of faith, man, I could conquer all this stuff in my life that I'm, you know, struggling to have faith 
for, you know? How are you going to pay the bills at the end of the month, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. How, do you have the faith to do that? Do you have the faith to pay your tithing still when you have that obstacle right. in the way, you know? And, and, mo- and some people will do that by courage, and that's okay, too. Right. You know, but, but faith I, I will bring almost, different blessings. To be honest, I feel like I've never really struggled with paying tithing. Yeah. And I think I've done it on habit. Yeah. <laughs> Not on... Yeah, like real. Fa- I'm sure at times, and and even when I pay my fast offering, here's I an interesting story. Feel like I do a better uh, job, but sorry, I didn't mean to cut you no. off. Here's an interesting story about paying tithing as it relates to faith. George Q. Cannon. I just um, saw this in the. It was in the talk. Did you watch the? There was a C- CES fire. I didn't see. It. I wanted to watch. It. I'm going to go yeah, back and watch it. It's great, and he. I think that's where it was. But he brought up George Q. Cannon. One time, he was like paying this like really exorbitant amount for his tithing, like a ton of money and his bishop came to him was like why are you paying so much tithing it was like way more than he made mm-hmm. and he said bishop i don't know if it's the bishop it's someone why are you paying so much i'm not paying mu- tithing on the money i make i'm paying tithing on the money i want to make and guess wow. what the next year he made that much money wow interesting right wow yeah but so i would say you could do that with courage you could say well i'm just gonna try it fingers right. crossed and whatever and it might not produce the same results but if you have total faith and certainty that this is going to happen, the Lord's going to bless you for doing this, and He's going to bless you in this certain specific way, we have an example right there. Of, wow. Yeah. I mean, that that's that's totally something that Tony yeah. Robbins would teach. Right yeah, there. <laughs> like, it is. Like, it? basically just, you yeah. know, like in that, I mean, it's a gospel version of it, but yeah. like, he was paying what he wanted to make. I mean, that's something Tony Robbins would say, you know, yeah. you got to right. start acting as if you have that's it right. already. Act as if, yeah. And, well, okay, one thing I would... I would add here at the end too, and, and you, um, I've told you this many times, and you bought the book, but you haven't been able to read it yet. Right. Read the book uh, to him that believeth. It's fascinating, and he talks a lot about that, and he talks about all kinds of miracles that he's performed and he's seen performed, and he talks kind of a little bit about how faith works and why it works, and acting as if and and visualizing, and 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 it's really faith building. I mean, that's one thing you can do is seek. As you're seeking faith, you're you're studying about it, right? You know, thinking about it, asking God in prayer, how does faith work, and how can I get it? And, yeah. Okay, so maybe I'm gonna have to read it, and then we can do a book review podcast yeah. episode and talk yeah. about it. You should. I'm rereading it again. Right? Oh, are you? Yeah. Okay. I need to. I just moved recently, so it's in a box yeah. somewhere. So I need to go find it yeah, and then pull it, it out. Yeah. I'll start reading it, and okay, we can talk about it. Good. Do it. Okay. So. Is that it? All right. That's it, I guess. Okay. Good talk. Good talk. Um, Follow us on social media. Two Mormon guys on the different social medias. Yeah. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Yeah. Write us a review. That would be great. If you could write us a review on iTunes, that would be be awesome. We have some great reviews already on there, but more help. Yes. So that's how you can help us out right now. And we will chat again later about something else. (laughs) Okay, great. All right, cool.